All right, and we're record, re, recording. We're recording. We're recording. Let's get this show on the road because last time we kept talking. People may have noticed we didn't have a podcast last week. I'm sure no one noticed. Uh, people cared. <laughs> no one cared. We didn't have a podcast last week, purely because we got distracted. Ashley ended up wanting to punch me in the face because I made her angry, and we don't like it when. Uh, Ashley is angry, so uh, yeah, hey. podcast was actually called off because of this. <laughs> Don't blame me. You triggered it. Yeah, no, I did. I triggered it unknowingly. I triggered uh, the wrath. So we are hopeless at coming up with ideas when it comes to podcasts. Like you asked your friends and the best they could do was tattoos and, and vicarious trauma. <laughs> A very different end of the show. Shout out to Sarah and Orion for give, giving those topics. And uh, yeah, no, nah, we're not going with them. So um, <laughs> we had to do our research and I found this page, uh, conversationstartersworld.com. Uh, 50, 50 something, like a bunch of yeah. philosophical questions. And I don't know why. I think me and you work on the philosophical wavelength. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we uh, tend to not have... <laughs> Silly, stupid conversation. We we like the deeper <laughs> stuff. So, okay. with that said, I liked. I will say I liked uh, fourteen. Maybe we can discuss that in a, a later podcast. But if someone you loved was killed in front of you, but someone created a copy of them that was perfect, right down to the atomic level, would they be the same person? And would you love them just as much? That spoke to me. I don't know why. Maybe there was this death part in it. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> But we're moving on from that. We're doing 54, which is something that resonated with you. Yes, it did. You want to, do you remember it? Uh, no, but it's in my hand. Okay, go on. All right. Why do we judge ourselves by our intentions, but judge others by their actions? Yes. So this one, I was when I first read it, I was just like, huh, what? I don't, it's too hard, too stupid. Um, so <laughs> I did ask for you to flesh it out for me a bit more. So all the uh, other listeners can understand what you're talking about. All right. Um, I feel like it comes down to like the excuses we make. So Mm. when we make a mistake or something goes bad, the first thing we'll always say is like, oh, but I meant well, or like, I didn't mean it like that. But when we get hurt by someone or they wrong us, it's always like, hey, they shouldn't have done it. We're very like less likely to go, hey, did they mean to actually harm me? Yes, right. So I did cheat a little bit. Um, okay. Well, because really. well, because I was too stupid for this, right? I was just like, yet again, <laughs> you know, Ashley is like choosing a topic that is way beyond my knowledge base. So yeah, look, I what I read was it can be it can stem from the, like the most mundane stuff like driving <laughs> and being upset at someone next to you for maybe being in your lane when you decide to to change lanes and you blame them for their actions of oh why were you there or why no do you, when when you should have probably reflected upon yourself and and be like well maybe I should have checked my blind spot more thoroughly so why do we yeah. blame put the blame on their actions and not reflect inwards kind of thing yep yep right? I'll give you that um, and so why do you think we do that? Do you think it just comes from an innate sense of selfishness, lack of awareness? Mm, I don't think so. I think it's a, like a protection. I think it's us trying to mm. reason with ourselves, make peace with like, I wouldn't do that if I knew it would end like this. Oh, at least some of us, you know, some people do. Right. Some people get off on that. But yeah, that you wouldn't want the bad thing to happen. So it's easier to go back to, oh, but what were my intentions? You know, what went into it beforehand so that I can I can sit in that space. It's much easier. Yeah. So that's that's fair. Like a lot of, especially in our field of work, we get a lot of people trying to justify their behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to justify yeah. their intentions on why they did A, B or C. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of pertinent to what we do, that, that intention side of things. But why do you think we so hastily then just judge others by the the action and not, or why do we struggle kind of putting ourselves in their shoes in a way to consider, hey, maybe something else was going on around that time? Yeah. I think the better maybe. versions of us do that. 
think that far ahead. Yeah. Is it, uh, the better versions of ourselves are a bit more aware um, and we can kind of put ourselves in their shoes. Again, I'm thinking about what we do. Um, yeah. You know, we try to understand from their perspective and their viewpoint and their disadvantages. And again, this topic will always come up, their trauma, right? Yes. <laughs> why, why they, why they uh, um, see the world the way they do. Yeah, right, their actions. But what do you think we, as people generally, just jump straight to being harsh when judging? On others. Yeah. I think, again, it's the easier thing to do. So instead of giving it that thought or when you do go that deep and you think, where were they coming from? Did they mean it? Mm. It takes some of the blame off them as well. So then you don't have somewhere to direct your energy. Right. So if you've been wronged and you're upset, you want to, you know, deflect that somewhere. And if you take the responsibility away, then you've got nowhere to send that, you know, uncomfortable feeling or negative feeling that you're sitting with. You're trying to yeah. get rid of it and it's got nowhere to go. So do you feel like it's just purely a, a self-preservation kind of thing? Like I don't want to hurt my own feelings. I just want this, this, yeah, that negative, whatever it is to just be gone as quickly as possible. And so it's just, I find it interesting that when it comes to ourselves, mm. it naturally is interpreted one way, but yep. when it comes to others, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, and it's what's the most automatic to just make it go away as quickly as possible. Where do you think it comes from though? Like, is this just an innate des- desire to protect our own thoughts and our feelings? Um, it's it's that cognitive bias that we have towards ourselves. You know, it's we see ourselves as always being in the right. We know our intentions were was always good, right? Yeah. And in that sense, like I don't want to step in my foot into the people that do what we do, right? Yeah. Community corrections, probation, parole. Like, do you feel like straight away we're at a different disadvantage? A little bit because humans are wired that way to kind of judge people's on their actions. Oh, like as in that we... Because if we sit across from someone that has done something wrong, yeah. right, and innately we are judge people based on their actions, do yeah. you think that we're already at a disadvantage because we're wired that way? We... Well, you see, I actually would interpret that the complete opposite. I okay. think that for us to come into the job, we're probably operating at a level where we're thinking about that sort of stuff more naturally than others you would hope you so know? well yeah <laughs> you'd hope that you've thought hey this is what i would be working in mm. i'm probably going to have to look past the surface a little bit yeah. so maybe it's less automatic for us to do that so i would look at that as an advantage for us actually i know what we're getting ourselves into yeah i agree with you actually now that i think about it more i think yeah being in the role and position that we are in we are in a way forced Right, yeah. because when we we ask questions, we probe, we write reports for court or whatever it is, we do kind of have to place ourselves in a way in their world to an extent yeah. when we're asking them all these questions. So, yeah, no, you're right. Um, again, we're just awesome people and what we do. Yeah. <laughs> but but I do, do you would you say that the skills obviously that we're using at work that if you can see them bleeding into your personal life i think i'm more naturally understanding like i think i was understanding walking into the job mm. but then doing it all day long practicing that skill in my everyday life you know with my personal friends and family i think i can be more understanding of where they're coming from do you know what i mean then yep. that's my natural sort of state compared to judging maybe as harshly as i would have otherwise yeah i i again I don't know. I'd have to do some self-reflection on that to see if, but I would expect subconsciously it, there is a bleeding effect, right? Yeah. Whereas if you do it every day for your job, um, yeah. then yeah, it just subconsciously bleeds into how you think generally. Um, I still find myself a bit harsh though. <laughs> I have to be, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if um, yeah, I still probably yeah on a surface level judge others by their actions, but um. But then again, I don't know comparatively to to the general public. Am I? Yeah. Do I do it more? Do I do it less? Yeah. Who knows? True. Who knows? Um, what else did you have? I, I think also, but just the the other side of that coin. As I said it, I realized that sometimes I feel like I do the opposite. Mm. Where in my personal life, I feel like my patience is much less. Like mm. I have less capacity to understand where people are coming from. Yeah. Because I, I sometimes I feel like I minimize 
everyday issues because I'm like, it's really not that deep. Like, yeah, I don't want to think about where you were coming from. I just want this problem to go away. So sometimes yeah. I can also judge more quickly in my personal life than I yeah. think I did before. Yeah, and like you said, I think there's layers to it as well. Like mm -hmm. for the general public, I would more likely um, judge them or consider their intentions. Whereas in my per personal life, I judge based on actions a little bit more. Because I just really? feel like, yeah, because I just feel like I'm so close to you that you, I expect, like I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't expect this, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, you, you should know how I'm thinking or, or what yeah. I'm feeling because you know me so well. And I'm, I'm probably speaking about my wife or, or something, right? <laughs> well, be, because we're on the same wavelength, we've married and we've known each yeah. other for so many years. It's like, oh, when I do something, like I would expect her to know my intentions are not the result of the action, right? So if I did something that was really bad and my wife was like, oh, that's horrible. Why would you do that? I'd like to think that she knew my intentions were like more, you know, was more good than what the outcome was if the outcome was bad. Can you take me back on that journey with you? Are you saying <laughs> that you you feel in your personal life, yes. you expect your friends and family to think of you more for intentions or actions or that you think of your family and friends more for their intentions and actions because I think I got really confused there. Uh, I, uh, the the former. So I would expect my wife, Them. for example, yeah, and yeah. Uh, like a, a strong relation to me to think more of my intentions and not judge me yeah. purely on my actions. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 100%. But do you hold the same expectations of them? So if your wife or someone close to you was to do something, I would say yes. Okay. Yeah. Just because I. I'd like to think I, I know these people so well that if they did something wrong, yeah. I would give them like the benefit of the doubt, right? I'd be like, ah, oh, I it's think- It's not like you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, I'm sure they didn't mean that or, or whatever. Um, but uh, I think it happens more on mundane, like everyday things, right? When it's yeah. something big, then you tend to think about it more. Like, oh, why did they do that? Why did they wrong me so much? Why am I feeling this way? Did they really mean that? Yeah, the thought then that comes to mind for me is like, when does that get dangerous? Because what I'm thinking about now is like enabling behaviors. Mm. You know, when do we get stuck on, oh, that's not who they are as a person. And maybe we're thinking about a past version of them, but their current behavior maybe is indicating that they've changed or maybe they are behaving in a way that's more selfish or more harmful or more hurtful. But because we feel close to them, are we trying to excuse that away and be like, oh, that's not like them or, you mm. know, that's not something they normally would do. And then, yep. do you know what I mean? That can really foster really bad habits and negative traits in someone because we forgive it more naturally the closer we are. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we also see that a lot. We see that enabling behavior a lot with the guys that we come across. Um, mm. But yeah, you can you can, and that and that happens on an intimate level or a personal level from what I was yeah. saying, right? Like their family or their friends are more forgiving because yeah. they maybe falsely perceive their intentions were were good. And that's mm -hmm. when that enabling behavior and it's it's pretty bad too because that enabling behavior becomes a habit and that's habit becomes you know something even worse. So, yeah. for the most part, I think we're look we're just wired that way do you mm -hmm. think what what do you think it takes for people to flip it and be more consciously uh you know um judging others by their intentions as opposed to just their actions like how, how do we change that narrative around this might be a selfish answer in my head i'm thinking i think i'm i think a little bit more about other people's intentions mm -hmm. but i think the answer for why i do that Yes. for what you're always on my back about that I more deeply am thinking about myself. Do you know what I mean? I know my own decisions are based really on my intentions rather than my actions. So I know that to be true for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's then I see the world that way now. I no longer right. have an opposite opinion. I'm like, if this is how deeply I'm thinking, yep. why aren't other people doing it? So maybe I'm giving a lot more benefit of the doubt to others. than Right. Okay. But so you didn't have to develop that just because you're naturally a deep thinker that again is pervasive to how you see others in the world that well, you yeah. also isn't that how we all see the world 
Yeah, I, I guess so. Well, I think that I'm a little bit of a deep thinker, but I still like judge. I'm judgy. I'm so judgy <laughs> of people's <laughs> actions. I don't know. I don't know. When it comes to my guys, I uh, I definitely do um, put myself in their shoes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, probably a lot, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, it's it's weird. Ugh. The worst of actions, you know, for me can sometimes have, you know, an underlining, under, underpinning thing that resulted it. So, yeah, it's. I think it's important to consider intentions. Careful, David. Your empathy showing. <laughs> In front of the masses as well. I know. This is not good. This is not good. I dislike the world and everyone in it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, look, like I said, I really enjoy what we do and the, the whole reason That's why, great. you know, people can be successful in what they do, not saying that I'm successful, is because, you know, <laughs> you can kind of step out of your own shell a little bit. All right. Uh, I'm hoping you have more than that because I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're smashing these philosophical questions pretty good. Oh, God. Well, the other thing that popped into my head is I went for a job interview mm. back before this role. Yeah. And during the training, it was the age old kind of cliche, you know, you treat others the way that you want to be treated. So there's two parts to this, right? Mm. So do we think that that is where it's coming from? Because that doesn't, Ooh, as I've just one. said that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like we should treat others the way we want to be treated, but mm. we think about our intentions and not theirs. So, you know, how are we missing the point there? Do you know what I mean? Where is that going missing? I think people are lazy. They're lazy, okay. emotionally lazy, and they're cognitively lazy as well, right? Yeah. It takes a lot of effort to kind of put yourself in that person's shoes and contemplate what that person's gone through and yeah. all the variables that have made up that action. Okay, yeah. someone cuts you off or someone pushes in line or someone does something wrong to you. Like it just takes so much brain power to process what could it have been that resulted yeah. in that one action, yeah. right? The lazy way out is just be like, that person is just an ass, yeah. right? That's, that's annoyed. You're yeah, an idiot. It's just an easy way out. It's it's lazy and it's and like the emotional side, it's like you, I think there's a level of emotional investment if you do give them the benefit of the doubt or you seek to find out what the intention was or to process that thought. Like you're just going to have to give that person some empathy all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. It's like, And what that comes with is like it's almost like an anticlimactic ending mm. because, again, you've then got nowhere to redirect that energy because if you're understanding them, and you can see where they're coming from and that if, you know, their intentions were good or whatever it is, then it's like, well, what do I do with the action that still harmed me or wronged me or, you know, yeah. whatever it is? Yeah. So. Yeah. And if if something – and look, this this question, why do we judge ourselves by intentions and judge others by their actions, it usually comes up when people have wronged you, right? It usually comes yeah. up when people have done something negative to you, when you feel frustrated, angry, annoyed, whatever. Yeah. Like we don't judge <laughs> – people's positive actions <laughs> like right why not <laughs> yeah exactly why not why don't we um so yeah you're right all that pent-up emotional you know anger that you say i bottle up <laughs> and oh, i never let do. out you know once that person crosses the line that's it i'm gonna explode you know yeah. it's like they need to let it go somewhere so yeah. yeah what easier way than just to blame the the troubles of the world on this one on individual Right. Yeah. In that minute and nothing else. Yes. So, uh, lazy way out. And I also feel like, yeah, wide, naturally wide that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like you've done a lot of work. Was... I feel like, I don't know, maybe you've done a lot of work to get to where you are. You're not just oh. naturally a deep thinker. I feel like you've, you've, I don't know, done a lot of self reflection, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Have we not talked about this? Yeah. Well, I want the world to know too. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, it was actually an exercise I did um, at uni. So it was like an intro to counseling class and mm. it really like rocked my world. So they got you, you know, those old exercises, like the left side of the room is a zero and the right side of the room is a 10, like as a spectrum. And they put different scenarios up on the board and they asked us, um, obviously we weren't trained as mental health journals, but like, how do you think when you're qualified, you'll respond to X situation? 
Um, so as a blanket example, it was something as simple as like, you know, a father has abandoned the family after a divorce mm. and then they wanted you to stand from zero to 10 and sort of judge your own bias. And yep. what would you do with that? And, and, and yeah, where would you fall? And people just started walking and they stood there and they were totally confident until the teacher was kind of like, okay, now tell me why that's mm. where you're standing or that's how you're feeling. And yep. they were like, or just cause and when you can't put your hand on those reasons and you look yep. like a bit of an idiot in front of so many people mm. that exercise really started to make you think but anyway it got deeper and deeper the examples obviously got more complex the conversations yep. got more intense and then we were encouraged to go home and on mm. what it is that could sit in front of us and set us off and here's a thought too like perhaps those people who stood on whatever rating score that they number. they whatever number they stood on maybe they did have answers but it was their own personal trauma that didn't want mm. them to admit to it right yeah. the, i feel an eight because i was also abandoned as a child or whatever yeah. it was but no one wants to really inward inwardly that. reflect or, yeah one talk about that in a public forum but two also yeah. to an extent admit to themselves that this is the way they're feeling. I'm feeling bitter. I'm feeling an eight. Yeah. You know, I'm judging this person harshly because I also don't want to admit my own, you know, and that's yeah. where it stems from. Yeah. And so then like this class literally to this day sits me because we went through all of that. I was very lucky that um, I had made good friends. And so that class, it was counseling. There's a lot of really deep questions and stuff that we got mm. asked. Mm. Um, I was very comfortable with those friends to be really honest. Mm. So I knew I was at an advantage because I wasn't hiding myself from sharing. Yeah. And so I got more out of, you know, what are being taught. But mm. what I really learned was how to self-reflect when you're yeah. not in a classroom anymore and you're not in front of other people, no facades, no nothing, just mm. me sitting with myself, being really honest, really real. Why did I do that? And it started, I guess, yeah, the self-reflection process for me where I was like, what has happened, whether it's in my past or in my present, I started, yeah, being able to do that as it happened instead of having to look back years later and go, hey, All right. this actually make, you know, this makes me feel or think this way. Now it's kind of as it's happening, that depth comes audibly. Well, that is a talent. To do that automatically on the spot, real time, that's that's a talent not many people have, Ashley. Years, years ago. This, my God, happened in 2014, wow. 15, maybe in this class. is a long time. The advantage you have then to have developed yes. that back in 2000, what, what did you say, 14? 14, I'm going to say, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I was also going to say, right, that um, I think we are more forgiving of people who, if we're talking about this this question, uh, yeah. We're more forgiving of people's negative actions if we have already some kind of experience with that action, right? For example, um, if a person, again, I'm just going to use the most easiest one. If a person cuts mm -hmm. us off um, yeah. uh, and just, you know, cuts us off in traffic, right? Yeah. We may be more forgiving if we recently did the same thing but kind of justified it ourselves because yeah. I was in a rush, my child was sick, I needed to go to the hospital, whatever it was, yeah. right? Yeah. We tend to be more forgiving of those circumstances that we come across, right? Yeah. Um, this this person you see, I don't know, what's what's another example? Um, stealing, stealing something at a shop, mm -hmm. right? Straight away, 95, 99% of the population would judge that person harshly, right? Yeah. But if you were like once poor, had no money, you were homeless and you were starving, like you would yeah. be more forgiving of that person's actions. Yeah. So again, that idea of whether, why we judge others harshly on their action is based on your own experience as well. Yeah. And, but then that can go both ways as well. So you might be aware of your own experiences, but depending on how deep maybe it resonates as trauma for you, mm. you might want to separate yourself from that. So, you know, if mm. you do reflect on that time when you were poor and you did do that, that may make you judge this other person. Like, I'm not like that anymore. Mm. You're lower than me because you're going through this, you know, difficult period in your life and now I'm better off. So mm. it can trigger you kind of, I guess, in both ways. Hey? Yeah, I think so. It could it could trigger you in the sense that I pulled myself up from my bootstraps and I mm. I 
you know, got myself. I'm okay. Yeah, you should do the same. You shouldn't resort to that stuff. Yeah, yeah. those people are not nice people. <laughs> no, but they exist. <laughs> they exist. No, we don't like we don't like the that those type of people that think that way. Come on, be nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> Humanity needs that right now. <laughs> Everything happening in the world, but yeah. So I guess there's yeah. You're right. There's flip sides to to all these questions. Most of it. You know, yeah. it it could turn out good or bad based on your history and and it's yeah, just the way you're wired. Then just the way that you're yeah. wired of to to think, whether yeah, you've had that experience in the past or not. Yeah. What do you want to do with it now? Like, how aware are you in your today mm. about your actions, and and are you willing to accept? that you're reacting that way because of X, Y, Z, or are you just going to keep going through and being like, this is easy. Mm. I'd rather be mad at you or be annoyed than, yeah, give it any more thought than at that time. Yeah. So if we just focus on the positive, right, do you feel like it allows people to kind of, um, when we build this ability, when we strengthen this ability to really empathize with people and look at their, explore their intentions rather than just look at their actions, do you think it gives us the power to forgive other people more? Um, and and think of it from a personal okay. sense. So like per, personal yeah. people in our lives that have wronged us, that have made us feel mm. bad, horrible, whatever. Mm. If we kind of consider their intentions now, can we forgive them? Ooh. Ex-partner, mother, father, whatever it is. I, I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. But then when you said to be personal i also know that i forgiveness is a strange concept okay so i once argued about this in a philosophy class too. <laughs> do you argue are you one of those people that argue a lot in class no the entire philosophy class was i swear every question that came up at all there was just there was never an answer it was always an argument it sounds like a fun argued. class <laughs> you would have loved it you just go around in circles <laughs> But when it comes to forgiveness, mm. do we owe forgiveness to others mm. or to ourselves? Uh, can it be both? It I can mean, be. Everyone okay. wins. Yes. But why does but, it have to uh, be one maybe, or the other? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm. But being personal, being open and honest with you here, mm. I think I'm someone who more naturally feels a sense of, I don't know, owing forgiveness to myself more ever than to anyone else so if somebody else wrongs me Mm. i never feel a pressure to forgive them no matter how close they are to me or if they're you know a stranger or an acquaintance it's not very often that i find i struggle with the guilt of like oh, i have to forgive them Mm. and make that okay right but it's a sense of owing forgiveness to myself that it did happen to me and i experienced that and i need to forgive that it kind of existed so Mm. that I can move on rather than forgiving that person so that they can, you know, relinquish their guilt and they can move on. Right. It it kind of, yeah, it kind of does make sense. But why, why do you feel like you have to forgive yourself when someone has wronged you? Like if someone has done something bad to hurt you, why do you have to then forgive yourself? Um, for whatever reaction I've had. So you know right. how like if it's a family member or someone close to you and you maybe you feel angry or hurt or sad or whatever it is, mm. not that I condone it, but let's say that you then lash out and yes. you say something or you distance yourself from that person and, you know, they, then they are also experiencing negative yes. things because of you. Mm-hmm. And it's more that I, I feel that we should forgive ourselves as a priority. And then if you have the capacity to forgive that person in return, then that's okay too. But I don't think enough attention is given to us forgiving the situation for ourselves and that we had a reaction to it or that we felt a certain way or, you know, yeah, we're allowed to process it and Mm. then figure out what we're going to do next. Okay. So in that sense, do you ever, of course you do, not not ever, but do you often then when someone has wronged you in this question and you've lashed out, do you then consider their intentions? I mean, it, it, that process of that process of mm-hmm. forgiving yourself even, do yeah. you then consider their intentions or what their intentions were, what they really meant? Well, see, then this, I'm going to sound like a hip. <laughs> so um, in that process as well, like I, it's not very often that I, me personally, I'll lash out either. Mm. I will consider where they're coming from, 
But again, I would more readily accept that it happened um, to be able to move on for me than I would to give that person maybe a second chance to do it again. Because I've understood your actions, I've taken the time to think, hey, X, Y, Z might have been going on for you. But to an extent, you still did it anyway. Mm. Like I can understand how it happened, but it still also happened to me. I've made my peace with it, but I, that doesn't mean that I have to make it. And so without the lashing out and the big emotional, you know, fallout, mm. I can resonate with that situation and move on. But it doesn't mean that, yeah, I, I'm someone who struggles, I guess, with going mm. back to how things were. Forgiveness for me should come with like, things being reset to how they were right and okay I'm very good at that yeah i'm very bad at it well i in that sense i'm not good with that either so when i okay. forgive somebody um it's not for me uh okay it's it's for them like is it for them i don't know i, don't, I really don't I, well when i forgive someone right mm-hmm. um i kind of say it's okay it happened uh, yeah. I try not, I, I'm like, I'm not going to hold any more grudges and I'm just going to move on with my life now. I yeah. don't know if that's for me or that's for them, but I, okay. it's, when you say reset, it doesn't, it never goes back to how it was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like, nah, I'm moving on with my life. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I appreciate if I process it, like, right. Yeah. I'll appreciate the, maybe the intention, maybe the factors that resulted in that yeah. wrong, in that action. Yeah. You know, I appreciate it for what it it is and what it was i forgive you and then that's it like we'll move on from this point forward and we're not gonna be friends (laughs) yeah but the forgiveness is like a a not harboring any Mm. ongoing frustration sadness maybe then in that sense it's for me then personal yeah not harboring anything Mm. yeah because at the end of the day that it just sits with you because depending as well on the other person so whether they feel guilty or, you know, anything about the fact that they've wronged you, your mm. forgiveness to them may may mean nothing. They yep. may not care that they had an impact on you and then you've moved on from. And particularly if we've not taken the time to let ourselves process our own emotions, we're too busy trying to forgive them for what they did. Do you know what I mean? Then that mm. for me, I feel gets very dangerous. I, yeah. Yeah. I struggle with forgiveness for that reason. Like it's not about you. When you are the wrongdoer, you've mm. harmed another person. Why is it that there's such a push for you to get the forgiveness or for you to get, I don't know, the process of healing started mm. rather than the person who was wrong? Yeah. But you forgiving them doesn't necessarily mean that they even know that you forgive them. You know what I mean? True. Like it's it's just for you in your mind. It's a sense of closure. But I, I find mm. that oftentimes and my wife tells me this like when i get annoyed or frustrated at something and i i lash out like verbally i'll just lash out at someone or something like she mm-hmm. says oh you're just gonna regret it later don't don't even do it right and i know i will she's like she's always right i know i will i'll regret it like and it yeah. happens so often i was i don't know it, it happened sometimes instantaneously like i'll regret yeah. it. i'm like oh, i'm just an idiot so mean Said that. yeah or it happens even within the day or day after yeah. so it's it's weird how that works it's like that part of your brain once everything settles once the dust is settled once that emotion and the primitive brain is switched off right you do go back and process it and think about the intentions and ultimately you're like yeah, you reflect and you're screwing yourself over twice because not only did you feel frustrated and angry at the time or that emotion, yeah. but when you do reflect, you feel crap again because it's like, yeah. you know. Why did I do that? Yeah. So we're emotional beings. We're so horrible. <laughs> do you, but do you ever feel any kind of bitter when you, you do lash out? And you know what I mean? You've felt that raw emotion. Is there any kind of benefit even for a second? Is there any benefit? Yeah, there's benefit. Yeah, yeah. There's just, I don't know, it's just a release, right? It's just a release of any pent-up frustration, which Mm -hmm. one could argue, why is there pent-up frustration in the first place? Why are you feeling this way? Why, you know, are you angry? And why do you feel upset at something that's so mundane when my wife is just standing right next to me and she's seeing the same thing happen and she has no reaction to it? Why am I reacting to it the way I do? Because you don't feel your feelings, Dave. I can't believe you said it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley has this idea that I don't feel my emotion. 
<laughs> no, this was a big discussion of ours, which we nearly resulted in someone getting knocked out, and it wasn't Ashley. <laughs> you deserved it. <laughs> yes, and and I don't know. I, evidently, I do feel my my frust- my negative emotions, probably just not my my positive ones. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I find for me personally. I lash out uh, emotionally when I shouldn't during these mundane things, and regret it instantaneously like yeah horrible when that regret kicks in though so if you're saying this is obviously a thing that's happened more than once Mm. do you feel any sense of growth or change coming where you're like this is a habit now like this is a behavior pattern that i'm doing Mm. or you're still just like uh i get better at recognizing it okay yeah because i get like in the moment I recognize somewhere subconsciously that I'm just you're just going to regret this later like you're just going to feel mm-hmm. bad. And yeah. yeah, the regret comes from like an internal feeling of like you suck. Like why did yeah. you do that, right? And it happened yeah. really young when I was in high school when we were playing this is just so childish, right? <laughs> we were playing handball in high school. Yes. And one of the people got out but they refused to get out and just I just went and punched the kid. And yeah, he's just, you know, you're, you're boys and you're just stupid. Um, I mean, can't relate. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Are you sure you can't relate? <laughs> so yeah, I punched the guy, his glasses flew off and he started crying and he followed me around the whole playground just like crying his eyes out. And I still remember to this day, I'm like 38, right? And I still remember, he's like crying, but so angrily crying at me like <sighs> crying following me around the whole school and i at that point i was freaked i'm like why why are you following me like you know stop this and yeah. i just and now i look back and that was my one it sounds so silly but it was my first one biggest regret when that happened because i just yeah. saw the pain that i had caused that guy and yeah. i was just like oh man just from something so mundane in my mind yeah it affected him so much yeah and were you really that annoyed or angry or whatever feeling you were feeling to facilitate doing that no of course not nothing you know nothing justifies you know physical violence where you punch someone right but then also not realizing the result the outcome what the outcome would be and again when we judge others by their actions I think we also, our judgment, how harsh we judge them also depends on the outcome of, of their action, right? Yeah. Naturally, if they did something really mundane that caused a major accident, like we're going to judge them really harshly, yeah. right? So, yeah, that was my my one thing and I have carried that. And I think I bumped into him when um, we were older and I apologized to him as well. And he, I don't think he remembered it, but uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, fuck, you should have remembered it because you it changed me. You were really upset over wow. a handball game because I punched. <laughs> I mean, valid. Like, yeah, I know. Kids are silly. That is- <laughs> that's a whole other conversation that is just equally as fascinating. But you know, that two people go through the same experience and draw such different things out of it do you know what i mean that mm. sat more so with you and yep. you weren't even the person harmed and yep. this poor guy who was involved was just kind of like what <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah exactly and it's uh it's funny how what you interpret and what you you see in front of you kind of like um changes you as a, as a person as well and um yeah yeah, it's really powerful, especially in reading what we say and what we see. It's like, well, yeah. I wonder what, and that's why I wanted to ask you, and I don't think you should answer this, but like, you know, prior to getting involved in this career, like, you know, it'd be interesting to see your evolution down the line and it kind of changes your way of thinking because you're a deep thinker, you know. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the thoughts that swirl in your head after, you know, X amount of time doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole, but we had half a conversation this afternoon that like I have been an emotional person before, you know, I've I've carried emotional weight and maybe empathy fatigue in this job and in my life from deep thinking. Mm. 
but I think this week I'm I'm demonstrating the first signs of burnout and that is feeling different to me it's not that I'm feeling emotional Mm -hmm. but I'm I am feeling quite heavy and it's it's a burnout in me that I can see Mm. from just yeah running myself on empty and just yeah keeping going for other people and other things and maybe yeah. putting myself on the back burner a bit. So have you felt burnout before? So does this feel like a different burnout? I mean, I may have felt burnout before, but whatever this is, whatever this kind of burnout is, no. Mm. Mm. Because, yeah, I'm not emotional at all. Normally, when I thought I had been burnt out, mm-hmm. I can pinpoint maybe an emotionally triggering part of my day or yep. you know something that happened at work or in my personal life where... Yep. Yeah, there's an emotional element to it where it's kind of like I'm burning out because I'm either not feeling it or I'm feeling it too much. So do you know what I mean? It's one end of the spectrum versus the other. Whereas this time, I'm not emotional about anything. Mm. I'm just, I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm burning out and I can feel yep. a real heaviness in me. And I'm, I don't know if I should be worried. Am I in autopilot mode? Mm. Because yeah. I know I'm heavy that stuff's happening yep. um, at work and otherwise, you mm. know, and I'm carrying it, yep. but am I just not processing it? So I'm burning out and when I stop, I'm going to crash? Yeah. Sure. Well, there's a lot happening for you in the yes. next month, right? Yes. And already there has been a lot happening leading up to this one month. Yeah. So, yeah, I can um, I can appreciate and understand the the emotions and the the burnout right um but on top of that again we kind of touched on this outside of the podcast but also the vicarious trauma right yeah it's like i wonder how much of that once you go off and process whatever you're feeling and this burnout that we're talking about i wonder how much of that will you see as hey was this vicarious trauma yeah maybe you know maybe that's what it is so funny I'll give Sarah a little shout out here. <laughs> um, we love you, Sarah, we by the way. Some... Come on. Risk your career. Um... <laughs> no, don't do that. It's worth it. <laughs> Only David does that. <laughs> and drags me into it too. <laughs> um, but uh, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but she had spoken to me about feeling some vicarious trauma and that she was processing emotionally a response she was having mm-hmm. to something that she'd been you know, told or heard from another person. Yeah. And then vice versa, I had asked me, oh, Ash, how are you going? And I had told her something that had happened in my day or in my week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very astutely and very aware, she was kind of going, how, you know, how are you processing? Are you all right? Mm. What's sort of happening? And I think that's where burnout kicked in for me because I was like, right. I'm actually fine. Like, I did not even feel that. Like, mm. it was an emotionally heavy event that happened. Mm-hmm. I kicked straight into whether it's a level of maybe comfort and confidence in the job where I was like, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know how to handle this. Yep. I'm not feeling overwhelmed by the unknown or where do I get some help? I just sort of took it in my stride. Yep. I handled it um, for all intensive purposes. I think the outcome was, was fairly positive, mm-hmm. but maybe because of all of that, I haven't quite taken on that there was still an emotion in yeah. I, I had to carry that person's emotions for X amount of time um, to keep myself in check, to, to ground them because they were quite elevated, mm. you know, to bring them back to a neutral point to get that positive outcome. I'm, I'm burning out because I don't know that I've processed that mm. as readily as I had in the past. Yeah. And, but also, I think it sounds like you've also perhaps built a level of resilience as well. Mm in yeah. to whatever it was that you experienced like inevitably i think in this role you get to a point where rightly or wrongly make to your best to your benefit or detriment that you build up yeah. a level of resilience to stuff that may affect the general public more and yeah. again like i said i don't know if that's a positive or a negative because some people yeah. say well you stop feeling david at one point in time you know <laughs> i'm just like resilient man <laughs> But yeah, That's like, all it is. Who, who knows, you know, you get to a point where I think um, the small stuff, you won't sweat anymore. And yeah. um, whether, where, whether that's good or not, who knows? Yeah. Because maybe you get to a point where you can't relate to people anymore. You know, if, if you do well, yeah. let yourself become too immune to that stuff. Well, yeah. But, you know, this is really a problem 
outside of this job as well. Maybe it's something I've always thought about in general, I guess with a mental health background and, and heading into a mental health field, the idea that that vicarious trauma and taking on other people's thoughts, really understanding their actions, their intentions, where were they coming from to really make sense of, of their situation. What is that doing to us in the process? Mm. You know, are we then carrying too much? Yeah. Yeah. And there's just, yeah, there's just so many ways to be and humans are so diverse. I think people like us, we kind of absorb it a bit more, process it, think about it, reflect it more and hopefully gain some greater sense of wisdom from it all. Right. But as I said, people are so eclectic and they, and you mentioned it before, they interpret that information differently. Right. So yeah, it can be uh, positive or negative. Let's just hope that for us, we can empathize a bit more yeah yeah and don't get to a point where we stop empathizing because we're so used to hearing negative things that we stop being able to go hey that happened or hey that sucked no matter how minor or seemingly minor in the scheme of of what we think yeah that's really important man because i feel like Everyone has their own unique individual story. And even though Mm. we've come across the same story a billion times, right? Homelessness, mental health, drug use, whatever it is, we've heard it so many times repetitiously, right? That we kind of lose sight of the fact, hang on, that's still that person's individual story, right? Like this is still real to them regardless of, though we've heard it a million, like we can't discount, um, take away their trauma, their, their pain, whatever it is. Well, good news story. Please, the way I that think we that need can, one. <laughs> the way that that but I think can be healthily maintained by us or taken on by us mm. is, um, I don't know about you, but a lot of family members or friends or people in my life who aren't in this sort of industry ask me a lot, you know, how can you relate to these people or, you mm. know, what could you say to them or what could you offer or you know, do you think it's insulting that you're trying to offer them some comfort? And I think if you can keep yourself aware that that's their individual story and really listen to those specifics, the nuances of what happened to them. Mm. um, I've definitely had experiences where with a different person, then I can hear something and I go, Hey, you know, did it feel like this? Or was this sort of how it was? And I can reflect with them in a way that sounds as though I've carried that trauma without ever having lived it Mm. and and the response is hey yeah no you do get it or you have listened to me or you know that really made sense in a way that you know maybe I have no right to be able to understand you but because I've carried a little bit of trauma from other people or I've yeah and the time to process their thoughts intentions and everything beforehand Mm. I can relate to others sometimes more successfully do you feel that that has a more emotional toll on you as a because you're that way inclined. Whereas, again, I said previously, some people are lazy, right? They don't, yeah. they, they more than happy kind of treat everyone with the same brush, put everyone in the same yeah. bucket, you know? So yeah. if this happened to you, then you're that way inclined. If you did this, then you're that type of person. But whereas yeah. you, like you said, you, you know, try to understand it a bit more and you invest a bit more, I don't know, thought, emotion into it. Do you feel like yeah. that? I mean, that's where the vicarious trauma comes in. That's vicarious emotional baggage comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm setting myself up here for you to have a field day with me. But um, it worked. I think I do. Then I know I keep coming back to that feeling of not having anywhere to redirect that energy. Mm-hmm. You talk to me a lot about like wasted emotional energy. Mm-hmm. I don't often feel it for myself where. I think I'm wasting emotional energy. Mm-hmm. It's that I, when I'm thinking about others, what were their intentions? What were their thoughts? Right. Being able to understand them, then I feel like there's that wasted energy. Well, what do I do with, whether it's that visceral immediate reaction or what do I do with, you know, the other parts of it that still happened, even though I understand it, mm. that energy then feels wasted and sometimes can be quite cloudy, mm. whether it's in my head or just over my mood or, you know, over my energy altogether, right. there, yeah, that energy can sit well. So the initial reason why you do it is because you want to help them, right? 
the initial reason why yeah. you invest in that emotion is because, well, I want to understand you. I want to understand your emotions, where you're coming from, your story, in order to yeah. to you know help you as much as I can to cater to yeah. individual needs as an individual that's been through that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. you know, the initial purpose is there, and that's great. But it's mm-hmm. then when you walk away, or that person's gone, and you see the next person, but that that emotional energy is still lingering. And that's when it becomes like, well, it's wasted emotional energy at that point, yeah. right? Where do I put this? Yes, exactly. Because I've I've got the next thing to do. And the next thing to do is often more baggage, right? More emotional. Yeah, yeah. And and another conversation that you know we've had offline is is what are we expecting when we walk in? Like, you know, you might think, oh yeah, I'm carrying this emotional energy. And then this is going to be an emotionally charged, you know, next discussion. And then somehow it still escalates. You know what I mean? We walk in with these expectations of how things are going to go. Mm. Um, and I don't think that it's we're, that we're bad judges of character. I think there's just so many variables that quite often we get that wrong. We think it's going to go some way and then it just really takes yeah. a turn yep. because, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't be looking at people's emotions and their reactions what they're carrying as their own baggage and expect it to fit neatly in a box and do the same thing. It's yeah. going to change really. The great thing is I've been doing it long enough where I don't have any expectations anymore. Yeah, okay. Like I don't have a plan because yeah. like you said, so many variables, so many things could have happened within the interval of an hour prior to you seeing them that no, it's like the best plan is to have a plan and just go in there yeah. and hopefully you... Uh, just have the right mindset and and can make the right judgments uh, to help you know you have the right sentiment you see but the, this is the thing for me i think the not even necessarily about the job or anything that i've said tonight is not so much just about the work i think it's bled so far into my person mm. that i take everything at that sort of level the way i process just about all my interactions i'm i'm trying to give it that time and space to go, hey, maybe where or what was happening here. And maybe that's also where my burnout is coming from, that mm. I'm just running so far on trying to put these pieces of the puzzle together. Yep. And the other person may not be doing that. Like they may not even be trying to put any of this together. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here trying to figure out the answer to a question nobody's asked yet. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> does that does that upset you in, like in the context of uh, a personal relationship where you're trying to put the pieces all together but the other person is just like interpreting it like completely different like I said previously like, yeah. like my wife like I may mm-hmm. do something that may really upset her but like in my mind I was just like I've just interpreted that action just way left field does it bother yeah. you th- when you're processing so much the only time it does is when that person expects a level of forgiveness. Mm. Like I don't so much have a problem with processing where you're coming from just because again, it's maybe a sense of owing myself that forgiveness of like, Hey, it's something as simple as your energy is a bit off today. And that's impacting on me. I need to forgive that that's happening. So to do that, I'm going to think what's going for you. How's your day going? How's your week been? Let me put the pieces of your puzzle together so that I can reason with what's happening to me right now, as much as it's happening to you. And if you're not on the same level of depth as me, yeah, yeah, I don't have a problem because Mm, that's how I get through my day. Do you know, I need to make my peace with it because I was there too. Yeah. Well, that's good then. Yeah. It's it's like when you get upset and angry and bitter about that, that's when it's like, you know, that's when it's just chaos. Yeah, yeah. It only that only pushes my buttons when that person sort of has an expectation for it. Then it's kind of like, hold on a second. Have you taken the time? You know, I've given you the emotional energy to figure out what were you thinking? Where are you coming from? What was going on for you? Mm. And made peace with it. If you haven't done that same work, mm. please don't enter this conversation expecting that I'm going to be okay with what just happened. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of those people around. Yes, there are. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, um, shallow thinkers. Um, yes. Yeah, they they don't, uh, and that's a that's a skill, uh, not a skill, but it's 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 also um, 
are really important just in general in, in life it's really important to be able to process your emotions process your thoughts be a bit self, more self-reflective on mm. your behavior and things that you say towards others um yeah you got anything else um the only other thing that mm. popped into my head i got distracted before oh yeah you're <laughs> gonna say something then yeah i know and then we derailed so this is um, what happens <laughs> this a job i applied for years ago um this the old cliche of of treat others how you want to be treated mm. we unpacked that for like three days of training i was like okay cool i get it empathy everything makes sense and then it was like the friday of training we come in and they're like everything we've just taught you is wrong and i'm like mm. and they're like it's it's not the right way to be to go through life treating others how you'd like to be treated Right. You should treat others how they want to be treated. And I was like, whoa, hmm. let me process that. You know, where does the responsibility yeah. lie? Mm. What do we owe to others? What do we owe to ourselves? Is it that as a society, if I start doing that, am I probably part of the 5%? So am I just disappointed all the time? Yeah. Because other people aren't going to do the same. So then I'm thinking about you. You're not thinking about me. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But is so, the laziness about is that the right reciprocity? Quest, but is that the right answer though? Because they like so you said after three days they were like, oh, everything we told you is wrong. This yeah. is the actual answer. Is that the answer? Yeah. Well, that's what they thought it was. And I remember sitting in that training and going, I am no longer listening. Like I I know I had a very immediate reaction. Like I disagree so strongly mm. that I just don't care what you're saying. I don't agree. No, it's not right. If other people expect to be treated in a certain type of way, mm. then I expect them to be able to communicate that. Mm. If I'm doing something and it's not working for you or it's kind of like we do at work, you want them to be motivated for their own reasons, mm. not for what I've assumed motivates you. Yep. I think you also have a responsibility to share that with me. If yes. I've made an assumption and it's wrong, I'm responsible for that, but you're just as responsible for not pointing that out to me because mm. I may not be doing it on purpose. If yeah. you're not sharing it, how am I also supposed to pick up that part as well? Yeah, exactly. That that that's the question that popped into my mind when you told that story. I'm like, well, how am yeah. I supposed to know how they want to be treated? Yeah, you know, I ca I can't go through life, you know, treating people how they want to be. I have no psychic powers, yeah. so I the only thing I can rely on is my own instinct how I would like to be treated, and I'd just like to think that. You know, well, it's better than just assuming. Maybe I don't know. Well, well, yeah. Well, then you could pick that apart in so many different ways. Because then, is it that we think that we're always right? Mm. That's how I want to be treated. So you must want to be treated that way because it's the correct way, or right. it's better than you know. I mean. Yes, and it just kind of reeks of some sense of entitlement when he's mm. like, you know, better. Like you know, I, I know what you need. I know what yeah. you know. I'm going to treat you this way because I think this is what how you would like to be treated like mm. and then again that's something that can be abused and comes down to different power dynamics in a relationship as well that person then goes oh that's what you need and they start treating you or trying to mold you in a certain type of way because mm. they have a sense of oh, i think i know you better than you do and then mm. that person loses their autonomy yeah and uh, it's, it doesn't matter it's so complicated it's like what if the person says i want to be treated like this or like that and you just can't live up to those expectations or or you know treat them the way that they feel like they're entitled to be treated it's like the big example that always i think comes up in my head when i think about this is kind of like when someone would withhold something from you you know that that feeling we've all had at some point where you mm. know a fact or you know situation is going to upset someone mm. and it's that awkward position of do i tell them mm. Do I share this with them? Is it my responsibility? You know, am I the person who should be telling you depending on your involvement? All of those questions that come up. Mm. I yeah. think these are the situations where then it is important to ask that person how they want to be treated instead of assuming how you treat it. Yes, yes. The age old, if your partner cheated on you, would you yeah. want to know? Yes. Would you, David? Uh, yeah, sure. I do. I would. Why not? That is the least convinced you've ever given me. Really? I'm sure I've done much worse. Uh, I, I've, <laughs> you know what? I don't even. I've never considered it. I've never considered that thought. 
That's how secure I am in my relationship. I never need to Okay, so about that. all right, not even that deeply. All right. So just mm. I guess generally, if somebody what? had information that knew was gonna upset you, mm. do you want to know it? Uh well, see, like I said, it depends on the result and depends on the outcome and it depends on that information changes my life. Okay. Surely. I mean, surely they are fact they're valid factors that you would need. Valid factors. Right. If it's gonna be a life or death situation yeah sure i want to know but if it's if it's uh, something that's uh, for me pointless then no i don't care i don't need to know uh, and and my threshold of pointless is pretty large <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, it is. you know uh, it needs to be pretty significant for me to actually care <laughs> Ashley, yes. she, knows, she knows she knows the truth i've won <laughs> she knows you know i don't care that much um, okay anyway um yeah that's that's all i have I, I really don't have any more unless you have any more to discuss on this topic which we kind of branched off and talked about other random things as we do and that's fine that's why i love you know chatting to you because we just go off tangents it's what we do <laughs> but uh yeah we've literally this page has what my dear lord, I'm scrolling there's through There's hundreds. Now. You said 50. There's so many. I know. There's 205 philosophical yeah. questions. And I'm sure we're going to go through each and every one. Done. Um, We've got like a year of content. I know. It's, am, know. it's it's amazing. No, it's seriously like a lot of really interesting questions that, uh, you know, you can get into the weeds about. But uh, there you go. Another hour, another – this is meant to be the fourth one. But like I said previously, because – I was threatened with physical harm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we dodged the third one, but uh, yeah. So appreciate everyone listening. Hope you enjoy it. Shout out to uh, all our fans out there, of which there's only two. Twenty, twenty at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Me being like watching fifteen of them. Still counts. <laughs> Still counts. All right, we'll see everyone in the next episode. Bye. Thank you.